off the ball. He is desperate to beat Shearer's record. There's no doubt about that. If he does beat Shearer's record, that record may last forever. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now, we're turning our attention uh, back to football. I'm delighted to say Karen Duggan is with us. Karen, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, uh, quite a long mid-season break for people not involved in the World Cup squad. So um, just a chance for everybody to recharge their batteries and, and uh, consider where they are. Or is it like, ah, oh, Jesus, the football was just getting good? Um, a bit of both because we've had a pretty good run into the break, but we're also starting to pick up a few niggles. So... Um, in one way, it's good that we have a bit of a break, but in other ways, like we don't want to lose the momentum that we have built up over the last three or four games. Um, but we do have that All-Ireland kind of cup to keep us ticking over um, and to give more players game time that possibly didn't get as much as they would have liked in the first half of the season because all of our games seemed to be really tight, so we couldn't make too many subs, unfortunately. Uh, the... World Cup squad and the, and the players who are going away for the World Cup squad obviously um, that's their main focus but for for you and um, the players who are in the All-Ireland Cup like how beneficial do you think that's going to be to broadening the player base generally across the league here not just specifically for P-Mount but to, to give people that opportunity to get into squads and show to management teams that actually in the second half of the season they can have a significant impact yeah, I think it's a, a really good idea. Um, it's kind of like all county leagues that you play with GAA where the county players can't play and it, it always does bring people up to speed um, because it's such a long season and such. there's no way you're going to have the same starting team from start to finish in a season like that. So you're going to depend on your squad and to be able to give them game time at senior level, um, it's really, really good. Like we have to go to Rovers again next week and we'll probably play a different team to what we did this weekend. But that'll be a great experience for everyone, like senior game in Tala, um, up to the speed. And yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good idea considering obviously we do have the big break for the World Cup. Two months off would have been too much. It would have been almost like going back into preseason after two months. So um, I think it's really, really good for, for everyone's squad. And yeah, people might take their opportunity and, and break into certain teams, which is is great as well. Record attendance uh, at the weekend for that game, Karen. Like I'm sure for for the more experienced players like yourself, it's a little easier to deal with the pressure of that. But I guess for the younger players in the team, it's I'm sure it's it's quite a lot to deal with. I don't think um, the younger players get phased by too much, from what I've seen anyway. With their ones, nothing seems to phase them. But um, I'll say fair play to Rovers; they really did a lot of marketing for that game, brought in a lot of young girls teams and it really did make for a really good atmosphere because it was quite a, a tense match, you know, it wasn't a huge amount of chances, but like when you do have a crowd, it sounds cliche, but like they do kind of give you a little bit more energy um, and get you kind of over the line in the end. So um, it was a great occasion and to be like the attendances have been breaking kind of every week between Bose and, and Shamrock Rovers so um, long may it last I suppose Tara O'Hanlon is one of those young players that, that I guess we have to mention I think she's going in to do a leaving cert this morning uh, and then joining the Ireland camp afterwards which is uh, pretty incredible when you think about it uh, Tara is a special player I was kind of speaking with a few people over the weekend about Tara and for me probably the m- most raw talent we've seen in the league since Katie McCabe 
um, and she's really mature and she has her head screwed on and she put in another phenomenal performance at, at the weekend up against another kind of senior international. She was up against internationals on their side. So um, she kind of shows that she is kind of already at that level. So I've no fear of Tara going into that camp with Vera Pound and making a claim for one of those spots on the plane. Really? Like actual spot on the plane as opposed to just the pre-tournament training camp? I don't see why not. I think that that left wing position suits her brilliantly. Um, she's natural left footer. Um, and well, if, if, if you need cover for Megan Campbell rather than putting Katie McCabe back, left wing back, I think Tara is next in line. Um, but again, I, I'm seeing her, I suppose, in at women's national league level. Um, it might be a different story when they get into camp. But from what I've seen, I think she she's certainly in with a chance. She's not there to make up the numbers. That is interesting. Uh, do you feel like Vera Powell is open to a bolter at this stage? Because she has said she is, and she has been casting around literally the entire globe to try and find players who might be able to make an impact. So it's not beyond the bounds of possibility, is it? I don't think it is because otherwise I think you would have just named your 23 and brought in training players um, because it's harder to be in a squad and now you're potentially going to be dropped for the Australia flight. Um, so that's not going to be an easy conversation. The easy way out for Vera would have been to just name her 23 and have it all done and have those conversations and just have the girls on standby. But the fact that the squad isn't finalised I think it has to mean that she doesn't have her mind fully made up on who's coming and she's going to give the girls an opportunity in this camp to make an impression. Is it tough, Karen, for, for women's national league teams to hold on to players like Tara O'Hanlon? Because I guess when you're making comparisons with Katie McKay, for example, the the obvious, uh, I guess, conclusion is going to be that at some stage she might move across to England and, and, and maybe get an opportunity there. But, but I guess the desire from the women's national league teams is to hold on to those players. I think we're very realistic when it comes to that. Um, we know that if we produce a player of that quality, that at some point we they will go to a professional league. And that's just the reality of it because they've said it for many years now in order to make the Irish team, you kind of have to be playing at that professional level. And that's what these girls want to do. They want to play for their country and they're going to do everything they can in order to do that. And realistically, the best way to do that now is to, is to go professional um, because we can't offer that in Ireland. So, yeah, it's, it's not something that is great, obviously, in terms of the league, but it's realistic that we can't hold on to players um, and for them to continue to progress their career in the way that they want to while we're a, a, an amateur league. Um, so we kind of just see it as a, almost a badge of honour sending the girls off to professional leagues now because obviously you feel like you've, played a part in, in their career and what they can go on to do and you're very proud of them when they do go away but obviously it does dilute the talent in the league then somewhat and people are starting to go away sooner and sooner now um, I wish there was a an under 21 Ireland team or something like mm. that where we kind of keep players in Ireland until they're that 21 22 and they're matured and then they have a real good chance of, of making it when they go away and um, have a development path there while they're getting their education but I think again that's probably something that's really far down the line but I do think that that key age group is that kind of 1920 and there's a big drop off there um, and if we had a way to kind of develop those in Ireland um, I think that would be really really beneficial in the long run both for 
the Irish League and for the girls themselves. Yeah, and at the same time, the benefit for an 18-year-old to go full-time in a setup in the UK or America, you know, that, that quality of coaching that they're going to be able to get and that full-time adherence to strength and conditioning and um, coaching and tactical and technical work, that's when you can make the, the big leap as well. So it's just finding that balance between players who are ready to go and those who actually would benefit from maturing a little bit for a couple of years. Yeah, um, and the WSL, like the top league in England, is becoming like the real powerhouse of, of women's football internationally. And it's going to be like the men where Irish girls are going to find it harder and harder to make it in the WSL. So they might have to look to go second division or possibly into Europe somewhere. And I just think that they'd be more ready for that transition if they were that little bit older or potentially if they had those couple of years, they'd find the transition to the WSL a little bit easier. Um, so who knows what will happen, but it's great to see the amount of girls that we are sending away and, and the amount of talent that we are producing in this country that can compete at the highest level. Am I right in saying, Karen, that your housemate is Amanda Budden, the Rovers keeper? You are correct, yeah. <laughs> What's that like after a match like that? It's grand, honestly. We just kind of laugh it off. Um she probably is better at laughing things off than I am, to be fair. But uh, no, it's, it's grand. We, we don't actually talk about it that much. We'll wind each other up a little bit, but it's all kind of like in good spirits, you know. There was a match, was it, I don't know, was it last season or season before? Nil-nil draw. She saves a penalty from you. Oh, that and was then, this season. Was that this season? So like, what, what's that like in the in the couple of days afterwards in the house? Um, Grand for her. <laughs> Uh, no, it was fine. I mean, it was our other housemate's birthday. We just went out that night and that was it. Like, you, you don't talk about it. She knew that I was obviously really upset about it. So she, she'd she give me jibes if if it was uh, a bit of crack, but I, I took that, that one quite hard. Um, so she kind of left me alone after that one. It's funny. You can, yeah, you can pick, up, pick up the secrets, maybe a bit of practice in the back garden, see what way she usually moves. No, I think she picked up what way I usually right. got in my head. She absolutely got in my head, to be fair to her. She, so um, I took myself off penalties at the weekend just in case we got one. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going through that again. <laughs> uh, the the goal from Saif Doyle, uh, another player who's really making moves as well. Um, like just one of those games where you felt it could peter out to a nil-nil, but, but the goal is obviously the bonus. Yeah, I think... Realistically, we probably would have been happy with the draw, given the way the match was gone. Um, they did have a lot of possession, but neither team really created all that much. I think they had one chance, we had one chance, and we just took ours, and, and fortunately, theirs went over the bar. Um, but other than that, I think the two keepers were pretty quiet, so it did kind of have nil all written all over it. Um, and it might have been a fair result, but it's kind of been a feature of us this season that we've kind of kept going and, and ground out wins. Like we haven't won any matches by big scores, top of the league or bottom of the league, but we've been man- managing to kind of grind out important wins. Um, and that was a huge one for us. Cause like I said, we're going into the break now. We come back and there's seven games left in the season. So we've got 13 games, hard shift put in the first half of the season. Um, so it's great to be in the position that we are. Uh, and that was a really, really important win because Rovers are really good, all playing side um, really good defensively as well so they only gave us one opportunity and thankfully we took it On balance what's your feeling now about how good or otherwise Rovers are for the league because obviously when they came in and started signing everybody there was um, rumblings of discontent I suppose is a, a fair way of putting it I mean Rovers 
Uh, we uh, Rovers and Shells are the teams that we've dropped points against this season, and I think they're both going to be in contention after the break as well. Um, from a P-man point of view, we'll be kind of hoping that teams start taking points off each other around us to to maybe help us out a bit. Um, no one's going to want to do each other too many favours, but I do think that themselves and, and potentially even Bose will still feel like after the mid-season break that it's all to play for. Um, obviously, as a P-man player, I'm emotionally scarred by the year we only needed two points from two games and couldn't do it. So um, there's definitely no one getting ahead of themselves because obviously we've seen the talent that Shells have nicked a title off us before and Rovers, they don't lose games. Like that was their first um, loss of the season after 13 games for a brand new team. Like that's really impressive to come in and do what they've done. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be be interesting. I was talking earlier about the bottling, Manchester City bottling, the the defeats, the knockout Champions League defeats in, in the last number of years, and and use, utilizing that, like that that dramatic final day against Shelburne uh, in 2021. Like, you, have you been able to bottle that and use it in a positive sense? No, nothing <laughs> positive came from that ever. <laughs> right. No, um, no, but this year it feels very different. This year because obviously Rovers did come into the league, and obviously there was a lot of movement around the league, and it. it I think everyone feels like this year was a bit of a fresh start because of that. So um, maybe we've learned a little bit of resilience from that and we've we've maybe grown a bit more bottles since then. But I don't think it's it's from that. I think it's just generally the attitude of the girls who've come into the squad and the young girls who are stepping up because everyone's just really, really competitive at training. Everyone's really working hard for each other. Um, really nice group of girls. So um, we don't really reference that because again trauma but um no it's it's a different field i think this year well enjoy the break uh, it's not really a break but obviously it's uh, an official break from the league and um we'll talk to you again in plenty of time to uh start the build-up to the world cup Does it, is it has it begun to feel like the build-up to the world cup has kicked off not as much as i would have thought but, but i think maybe now that the girls are going into camp today that they'll we'll start seeing more of them together as a group and um, they'll be based obviously in Ireland and it'll, it'll, we'll maybe start seeing more in the media, more interaction with them and, and grow the hype around it. Um, obviously, you don't want to start the hype too soon either and, and get World Cup fatigue, but it's such a special year for women's football. Like, in my opinion, the more we see of it, the better. So um, hopefully there is a big bounce now and people start uh, writing about it, talking about it, getting interviews with the girls and stuff like that. Um Obviously, Vera will want to keep them very concentrated in camp, especially if she really doesn't have her mind made up on who's on that final flight. So, um, yeah, interesting couple of weeks ahead to see how yeah. that, this training camp goes. Yeah, a few tricky conversations to be had with that. All right. Karen, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.